We're live. We are live. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the home spun yak. How's it going, Mr. Hatley? <laughs> well, it's good. <laughs> Kyle's taking advantage of his brand new uh, webcam. I, I'm assuming I that's a webcam, right? Yes, the Papa Look webcam. Papa Look is Papa Look is what the brand is. Um, I got it at uh, you know, it's first when you walk in Walmart and they have all those like little machines where you put in like a quarter and you can get a little prize. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you walk in here. I need to get myself a webcam. Yeah, and I said, "Look at yonder, look at yonder. There goes one right yonder." And uh, put a quarter in, and uh, it was one of them drop-down big old claw uh, games. And uh, I never win those. I must have played it a thousand times. I never win it. <laughs> and uh, this time, I got me a webcam. So nice. I got lost in uh, lost in my own eyes when you asked me how I was doing, so I couldn't I couldn't respond. <laughs> I can see myself now. Yeah, it's a dramatic difference for sure. Yep. <laughs> Papa look. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Papa look. I didn't. Yeah, I did get it off Amazon. Had some pretty good reviews, so you know, might as well give it a shot. Yeah, looks great. If anybody's not watching the podcast, hop on over to YouTube and you can look at Kyle's new camera quality. Yep. Homespun Yak YouTube channel. We've got subscribers building up from around the globe. So get on, get in on the action while it's hot before we uh, start charging people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before we start charging people. I think you have to get to like 100,000 subscribers on YouTube to have like A couple more weeks. <laughs> yeah. Couple more weeks. Uh, yeah, I haven't been able to keep up with all the comments that we keep receiving. I know. I've just had to stop responding. Mm -hmm. So yeah. everybody, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just two people. So <laughs> we're just we're just two two guys, you know, just. Talking about two random cool things. dudes having a good time. That's all we are. Don't try and idolize us. Come on. Yeah, I mean, don't <laughs> listen to us. We're dumb, <laughs> as Joe Rogan says. Oh yeah, that's like his uh, constant disclaimer. After he commands you to work out, I mean, what? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that's the patriarchy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, uh, I definitely have a pretty big topic to discuss. I'm sure it's probably on your mind as well. NBA playoffs. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Way more important <laughs> than the, the massive political shift. The implications that we're about to experience. We thought the election was the only thing we had to worry about, but no. Ruth Bader Ginsburg 
has passed away. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was your reaction when you heard the news? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't really consider immediately like I didn't I didn't jump straight to wow, this could be huge political turmoil because you know, now Trump has the potential to pick another Supreme Court justice and all that. I guess I just thought more of like I don't know how what a what a huge cultural icon she's become in recent years. I guess she had a a really famous documentary made about her life that was very popular a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I mean just a groundbreaking individual in that world, you know, just the first I don't know if she was the first woman Supreme Court justice but um certainly broke a lot of barriers for women in in a lot of different ways and i think that's probably the first thing that i thought about and you know it's probably unfortunate that a lot of people are like jumping to the con- the conclusion of like oh my god now trump gets to choose another person like hell yeah or this is really scary you know there's two Mm. sides of it um which is understandable to go there but i don't know i i heard a lot of different things about you know this this has happened before where someone has died in an election year from the supreme court yeah and certain times they have approved another one before the next president potentially gets in that following year. And sometimes they, they hold off until they know the result of the election. I mean, I have no idea what is like constitutional in this regard and what isn't. I don't know if you've looked into it that deeply or not. I've looked into it a little bit. My understanding is that you, they technically are allowed to, they are allowed to appoint a new one. Uh, but the precedent was set in 2016 where the Republicans said that, uh, president Obama wasn't allowed to appoint a new one at the, I guess, within that first that that last year of his uh, presidency so because that precedent's been set so many people are saying well now they're they're walking back their their remarks so right actually, because good well because trump basically the next day came out and said we're gonna appoint a new woman like within the week and then mitch mcconnell right. who's the head of the Senate basically just reaffirmed what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what's the problem? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> what's the problem? Yeah. You're just, you're just going exactly back on what you said in 2016, which is a, a perfect segue actually into a clip that I want to play. Uh, this yeah. is, 
Lindsey Graham in 2016 oh, okay. for anybody who's just listening to the to the podcast. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, who it, whoever it might be, make that nomination. And you could use my words against me and you'd be absolutely right. Okay, so that's what yeah. he said in, in 2016, right? Yeah. Now, I'm going to post something up here. And you go ahead and read what it says. This is from right. just a couple days ago. Is it ago. from him? This is from Lindsey Graham. All right. I'll do it in his voice. Oh, great. On Saturday, Graham was signing. Oh, is this? This isn't. In, this isn't him. Well, speaking, part of it is. is it? Part of it is. <laughs> okay. On Saturday, Graham was signing a different. Sorry. Let's take that again. Okay. On take Saturday, <laughs> Graham was singing a different tune pledging support for President Trump in any effort to move forward regarding the recent vacancy created by the passing of Justice Ginsburg. Yep. So he, <laughs> so in his quotes, he's saying, he was saying that uh, now he's okay with going forward with uh, appointing a new justice for the Supreme Court, which, as you heard in the 2016 clip, he was crystal clear about whoever clear about whoever the president is in 2016. You know, for that term, uh, if even if it's the, the the first term of that president, he was not going to support. And this is obviously before. I, I, I'm assuming before they knew that um, Trump Trump was going to be Trump was going to be president. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he said it beforehand and. Now, I mean, and this, literally said, use this against me. Use this against, exactly. <laughs> How nuts is that? <laughs> yeah, that is just, that's politics in general. That's, that's politics in a nutshell right there. That's and, Washington. Yep. And people ask me why the fuck I don't vote. Because <laughs> you're just voting for another piece of shit person to go into politics and just flip flop and, and just lie and do whatever they have to. Yeah. Yep. Do whatever they have to do to uh, appease their constituency. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, it doesn't get like dirtier than that. I feel like, and I, no. I don't know what the excuses are on either side really, but you know, probably saying, well, this is a crazy year and we need stability and we have to get one right away. Yeah. And right. Yeah. I get, I get that it's legally, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a Republican dominated Senate, right? So if he yeah. appoints someone, it just has to go through the Senate. Yep, that's my understanding. And I mean, it's well, what's going to happen? I mean, he's going to just do it and it's going to go through. Yep, that's basically it. I mean, Dem Democrats. So the Democrats have very few options. Uh, there's like a whole interview process. So I guess they can extend that as much as they can. But beyond that, uh, All right. there's, there's very little the Democrats can do other than convince certain Republicans to uphold 
what was said in 2016 by many Republicans. It wasn't just Lindsey Graham. There's multiple yeah. Republicans that said exactly essentially what he said. So there are two Republicans that have said they will not uh, allow President Trump to select Mm. Or, you know, this president, so President Trump this time, but they, you know, right. they'll, they'll wait. If he wins, then, of course, it's fine. But um, so there's two Republican senators have said uh, they will stand with the Democrats on this issue. And then but they need two more, because if they just have one more, my understanding is that then it's a tie. And if it's a tie, then Pre uh, Vice President Pence gets to vote to break the tie. And I imagine he's gonna. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I don't know where he's gonna. <laughs> how he's gonna vote? But uh, you imagine yeah, that yeah. that uh, he would uh, go with the Republicans. Let's just push that on through. <laughs> exactly. We'll push that on through. No big deal. As he as he's walking to go get lunch, he just quick signs something. He doesn't doesn't even read it. Just, <laughs> he doesn't look. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh so they God. need so they need in total four Republicans, and there's three that are kind of on the edge. I think Romney is one of them, um, who at least hasn't said anything yet. And the Democrats are hoping that because he voted against President Trump, which you know uh, for his impeachment at that time, uh, yeah, that there's some hope. But I I wouldn't be surprised if Romney did that as part of a like, look at me, I can be. I can I can work with both sides, but who knows? Yeah. Whatever. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening with that. But then uh, the the Democrats are now threatening, like, okay, well, if you do this, then <laughs> the cryptic message is anything goes next year. Like that's what they said. So if if we anything win the Senate, goes. we're, we're going to just absolutely <laughs> f you over. Oh my God. It's essentially a bunch of bark yeah. because the Democrats can't do anything right now. Yeah, right now they cannot. I mean, are they set to? I just I don't believe the polls at all any anywhere. But yeah. I don't know what the talk is regarding Senate overhaul. Is it looking like it's leaning toward a Democratic dominated Senate after this year, or I don't know. Yeah, so I don't I don't know, um, but according to Democrat dot com poll, the Democrats are going to oh. win by a landslide, ninety eight percent. Wow! Uh, no, we'll trust that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> trust that. Um, but I will say, North Carolina, which I believe that's where your base, Kyle, uh, they yes, have a Senate seat that's that's uh, up for grabs. Uh, so Tillis, I believe. It was Tom Tillis. Yeah, Tom Tom Tillis. So, Thom, actually, Thom. is pronounced. Thom. Okay. <laughs> T H O M. Thom, Thom Tillis. <laughs> is he what the one that was uh, at the beginning of the year was in that like huge scandal and whatnot about? I guess what was it stocks or something like that with the coronavirus? Was that him? Uh, I think it was somebody else. Okay, North well, we'll Carolina say it's him. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was a congressman from North Carolina. I don't know. Could have been him. Who knows? Yeah, can't, can't remember either. But anyway, point is that he, uh, there's, there's his, his seat is up. So get out and vote folks. Definitely do your due diligence. Yeah.
Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's like on one hand, I get that it's like if you're the majority, well, if you're the president currently and someone dies and it's your job to appoint a uh, SCOTUS or whatever they're called. Is it SCOTUS? That rings true for what me. What was Ginsburg? SCOTUS Chief Je- stands for what? That's not SCOTUS. No. Hold on. Yeah, Supreme Court of the United States. Yes, yeah, SCOTUS. Oh, okay. That's cool. Right. Yeah, I couldn't put I it together that. in my head. <laughs> um, if someone dies or steps away, I completely understand that based on the job title or the job description of president, it's like you have to appoint a new one and that has to be approved. Um, and if that's legal, then that's, I don't solve them with it, but I guess the big problem is was in 2016, was the Senate Republican dominated as well? Mm, I, I don't know. That. But I mean, I, I imagine, I imagine, right? Cause if president Obama was the one that was, that selected this person, and then, I mean, obviously it didn't work out, didn't pan out. So I imagine that the Senate was Republican. It must have been. Yeah. Because otherwise it would have, I mean, I imagine Democrats wouldn't have been like, I mean, they they clearly would have pushed it through because there yeah. wasn't that president. The, the Republicans, I'm assuming what happened is the Republicans blocked it. And then they said, well, don't worry, this is like we're setting the precedent now and we're saying up front, if this yeah, happens with yeah. the next president, even if they're Republican, we're also going to do it. And then as we can see, they're just, they're, they're <laughs> just lying through their They teeth. forgot, yeah, four years ago. It, yeah. They're just and, like, oh, well, you know. Whoopsies. <laughs> Whoopsie. We haven't actually even done it yet. Like we could correct it. <laughs> We could correct it, but whoopsies, and then just plug your ears for the next, you know, week well, or yeah. six weeks or however long it's going to take. And uh, just, just a nightmare. Yeah. Well, the th- I mean, I guess, I guess the thing is, right? Like, even if they select the person, right? It's not. It's not like the Democrats just have to survive the six weeks up until election. They have to also survive like all the other time that Trump is still in office if he were to get replaced. Because my, I mean, I guess he could still like push it through, right? In let's say December. He doesn't actually give up his office until right. uh, What January? Yeah. January, like early to mid January, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I wish they would at least just wait to see who wins and then say, you know, I don't think based, anybody... I mean, if Trump if Trump wins and they're like, all right, I mean, I guess just pick somebody, dude, just pick somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but if the Democrats dominate the Senate, if he wins, then that changes things, too. Yeah, but, but I wonder, maybe they don't get in till. I think they get in before the president gets in. Oh, do they? The oh. new president, yeah. 
Oh, that yeah, that would I don't know by sense. how I don't know by how much someone actually texted me that um, not too long ago. Let's see. So, well, this person is like right when this happened. Uh, I guess Friday. Yeah. He was texting with me and he was like, RB, RBG, crying face. And I just said, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, when the first person texted me, they said RBG too. And I was like, oh, what? I looked up RBG like acronym. I was like, this dude's older than me. How does he, how is he using like acronyms that I don't know? <laughs> And then, and then he's like, "Me, it means that there's a vacant Supreme Court justice seat now, but no way they'll let him install someone in six weeks. Only if he gets reelected will he be able to do that." And then we're yeah. really, really, really effed. This guy's we're already uh, really, really, really. Yeah. And I go, "Oh wow, that's." Uh, that's definitely in the realm of possibility. And then he said, it's going to be ugly. Mitch McConnell would not let Obama select adjusters with 11 months left in his term. Now mm -hmm. he's going to argue that Trump has the right to nominate someone with less than two months left. It's going to be interesting because the senators will get sworn in on January 3rd, but the president doesn't get sworn in until the 20th of January. Yeah, but that's still enough time. I, I would say like if well but before now and then. Yeah, but you're not gonna you're not gonna know the results of the, I don't think we're gonna know the results of the election, you know, the day that no uh, everything is is technically over. Like remember when Hillary and Trump were going, it was like it went overnight and all that stuff. But I think this one is gonna be just so much worse in that. It's gonna regard. drag on. Yeah. It'll be 2022. Yeah, and then Trump will be yeah. like, forget People about it. Don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll just keep at it. I'm I, I'm declaring myself president for four years and Executive it's 2022. Order. And he's like, yeah, until 2026. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, but I did. Did you see his video of him finding out that she died? Oh, no, no, Trump. no. I did not. Like he got off like a helicopter and all these reporters were waiting as per usual. And they're like screaming at him. And he's like, like, it's loud. You can't really hear. And they're like, yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like passed away today. And uh, he was like, oh, my God. Uh, he was like, I, I don't really know. He, or he said, like, she was an amazing woman and a, led an amazing life. And he's like, I, you know what? I'm actually very sad. I'm actually really sad right now. And he's like, I, uh, thanks for telling me. And it was like, wow, I did not expect that kind of response from him, just like off the cuff, because yeah. he didn't know that it happened. So he couldn't, like, prepare something. But it was just, it was not like... <clears throat> I don't know. I just didn't expect that. I expected more just like, 
something a little bit more like insensitive, but he is actually being like the only time I've seen him be like at least respectful of what happened. So he's a big softy, Kyle. I've been telling you this for years. No, no, I, yeah, you've been preaching that, but <laughs> I'm finally coming around. We got yeah. about a month to go. Just in time, folks. <laughs> Yeah, so that was interesting. And then uh, Joe Biden found out and he had to give a speech as well. Hmm. But I don't know. It's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, yeah. Not surprised that this happened in 2020. No, no, that's very fitting for what we've been going through. Yeah. It, uh, it again just highlights how how much distrust I have for politicians, as you heard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's annoying. I'd have this exact same reaction if the 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 situation was flipped. I just I re yeah. It's it really bothers it bothers me in general when people say one thing, and especially when it's crystal clear. And yeah, they don't they don't know that things are going to go their way. So they say something that's like neutral and like that's, you know, that's the mm -hmm. upstanding thing to say. And then once they're just in the position of took a gamble power, and didn't pay off. Yeah, once they're in the position of power, suddenly they're like, okay, well, screw my neutral self. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. just throw Can't my... Can't a person change? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh... He has one of the least intimidating voices on earth. But also, um, <laughs> Mitch McConnell looks like he, he, he really has a heart of like a demon. But he, uh, he also looks like something out of like a Disney film, like a, oh, like a, like a weird vulture. Uh, he really does. He's got that turkey neck. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's he looks um, unhealthy. You you could say that. <laughs> My biggest. It looks like that. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the movie Hannibal? Yes, I think so. Um, so there's a there's a guy that he like tries to kill and eat, but he get like gets away or something. He's like a millionaire, and he. They actually shoot it at the Biltmore house where his house is, is actually the Biltmore house mm -hmm. and his face is just destroyed, but it's just all like just shiny, like plastic surgery mm. face kind of looks like him a little bit. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, yeah. I, I think I'm getting confused. You're, think, you're Silence thinking of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. yeah. This is the second movie. Okay. Yeah. Is this Not still Anthony good, Hopkins? But, yeah. Oh, okay. So you did Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and then Red Dragon with him mm -hmm. and Edward Norton is in it. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of all, I've heard of all three. I've only seen Silence of the Lambs. I think. That's the only one you need to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with Clarice. <laughs> yes, Jodie Foster. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Right. Yeah. So. The implications of the SCOTUS situation, now that we've determined SCOTUS is uh, Supreme Court. Yeah. 
is pretty terrifying, especially for, honestly, uh, women. Because uh, think about like all the different laws that have passed because of RBG or uh, laws that have been upheld, I suppose I should say, um, because of of RBG. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those have affected women. So it's it's I can I can understand how that it's an incredibly emotional time for a lot of people uh, with with her passing specifically. And I, it, it does make me wonder if if the new Supreme Court justice, if it ends up going through and all that, uh, if, you know, if it's a woman, will she be sensitive to women's issues or will she be a staunch Republican, which I find kind of funny or I find kind of, I, should, I suppose I shouldn't say funny, but I find it weird that, you know, women's issues and being Republican are almost like two different things. Like they can't be together, right? Uh, so I, I really wonder if this if this new Supreme Court justice uh, will see women's issues at least somewhat important uh, by by comparison to uh, mm-hmm. how RBG held held the office. Because was her most wasn't someone was saying her most famous case as like Supreme Court justice was in like 96 because she was appointed in 93. Um, And it was about whether or not VMI could allow women in their college. Yeah, I don't. don't VMI is a Virginia Military Institute. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I don't know the details really, but I think she wrote a big, you know, um, argument that women should be allowed to, to be cadets at this academy if they wanted to. And it eventually passed mm-hmm. that they can, and they still do today. Yeah. And obviously women have gotten a much larger role in the military since then as well, like just in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it, you know, with things like that, and just upholding Roe v. Wade, and mm-hmm. I think a that's one. a big concern. That you know, if it's a Republican-dominated um, Supreme Court, then there's a potential for them to just make Roe v. Wade illegal on a federal level, which I don't think will happen regardless but you know i don't know for sure but i just i just wonder what the differences are between federal and state when it comes to abortion laws and things like that i think it's really a lot more complicated than a lot of people just look at it like republican they're gonna ban abortion and they're gonna you know do all these things that you know, they're going to make prayer mandatory in schools or, you know, whatever. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's that cut and dry, but certainly you don't want it to be heavily biased in one way, yeah. anything to be, especially when I guess there's nine mm-hmm. Supreme Court justices. So, yeah. you know, that can certainly skew your, 
bias one way or the other, but a judge is supposed to not have bias. So you would think if you're in that such prestigious position, like that's the highest position you could possibly be as a judge, you probably had a record that was really fair. I mean, that's what you would hope, you know? I mean, obviously you can have like big opinions on, on big bills that have been passed through the Supreme court over the years, which can tell you how someone leans politically, but I don't know. You would just hope that people would use their facts and, you know, judgment and reason to, to look clearly at these hot button issues before just immediately jumping the gun. So I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal really than what people are making it out to be. But I think you need to have consistency with what your Senate said last time. If you're going to play that game, then you got to play it now. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, uh, I was just looking up the, the different judges. Uh, yeah, you're right. So there's nine. It does seem strange that judges would have political leanings. I mean, clearly we're all human, but it's strange how they interpret the law in kind of two different ways. If it's more, you know, liberal leaning or more conservative leaning Wikipedia, a highly reliable source, uh, has them all listed. And it kind of points out like it's got everything broken up into different categories. I'm trying to figure out what the percentages are, but there's Clarence Thomas, Stephen Breyer, John Roberts, Samuel Alito, Sonia Sotomayor, Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh. And the last two were <clears throat> within the Trumpies. time that Trump, yeah. So if he gets another three. one, that's three. In one term. In one term, exactly. That's pretty stunning. Uh, Clarence Thomas is from 1991. So he's, wow. uh, he's been on there the longest. Yeah. I'm trying, yeah, I'm really trying to figure out what these percentages are. They just have percentages. So I don't, they have it broken up between, uh, criminal procedures, civil rights, first amendment, union, e economy, federalism, and federal taxes. And then it just has percentages for each one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, so far, so we've got a, oh, one of the threats that the Democrats were saying that they wanted to implement was extending the, um, or increasing the number of justices on the crim on the Supreme Court. That's what they're saying. If they win the Senate, they'll try to vote to do that. Right, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if Trump wins again, you kind of have to, you kind of have to have the Senate be liberal to, or Democratic to, Democrat to be, uh, to somehow like put a, a, a clamp on the damage that he can do. Yeah, I mean... It just seems like with this president more than any other president, I mean, despite 
you know, a Democrat being in office in a Democratic dominated Senate or Republican, vice versa. It seems just like, you know, anything that needs to be approved by the Senate, it just, it goes through without, without any issue at all. Whereas like, I feel like there's been plenty of times with Bush and Obama and Clinton where, you know, even if it was majority, whatever they were, they still faced at least a little pushback, even from the same side and maybe didn't get things through when they wanted to and just didn't get things through at all. When it was like, oh, why? I thought I might be able to do that because you guys are on my same team or something like that. Mm -hmm. But with Trump, it's just like, what do you need? It's through. Yep. You know, if mm -hmm. we're dominated Republican, we're all going to vote yes. Right. And probably if it's Joe Biden next, they would do the same thing on the other side. That's just how like cutthroat it's become where it's just doing it to just spite people almost. Yeah. And the way that, I mean, if that trend continues, then you're never, ever, ever going to have situations where people can be like, hey, so we want these things. Can you work with us? Like, you know, we'll try and figure things out with you try to reach across the aisle as, as, as people say, it seems like we're getting mm -hmm. further and further away from that and getting more on the, the word that yeah. you said was teams, right? That's, yeah, that's how yeah. it feels. Where it's all about, you know, payback, revenge. If you do this, I'll do that. Yeah. I mean, you heard the, how the Democrats it's, reacted. Yeah. There will be yeah. retribution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's just. Chuck Schumer said. Uh, what a time. Said, uh, anything, if you do this, anything goes next year. That's what he said to his Ooh. Democratic cronies. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sure the Republicans are terrified of I'm crying sure. chuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure oh my god i mean i don't think it's even gonna stop if biden gets in so mm -mm. Mm -mm. it's just like what uh what can what 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 do we need in order to stop this avalanche of divisiveness and uncertainty and fear and confusion and potentially devastation. That was a good string of words to describe yeah. the situation. <laughs> this year, really. Yeah. I mean, maybe just a viable candidate that people can get behind. That might, I mean, that could be a start. Could be. But... But any, yeah. but any, but I mean, you have to play the politics game <clears throat> somehow. Uh, and clearly a lot of people don't see it the way that we do. I mean, even within the, the scope of like the democratic party, I don't think that people see it the way that we do because, you know, you had Bernie Sanders and you had Joe Biden and now we're with Joe Biden. So <laughs> it, yeah, it, like I at least certainly felt like there were other candidates that were stronger, like stronger, more intelligent 
and more willing to walk across and try and like talk with Republicans and try and work on things. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I don't know if we, if I'm briefly mentioned this before, but on, uh, Brett Weinstein's podcast, he does, uh, this thing called unity 2020 where basically people have submitted, um, candidates uh that they'll vote on um and i'm gonna see if i can pull it up like he's just basically prom uh promoting let's see promoting alternative candidates and he's like why can't we just um just throw Why can't else? we just throw these guys in now? <laughs> like, we just need to throw these people in right now. Um, and I'm trying to pull up the people that are. God, that he's proposing, but it's just not coming up here. Okay, so. Unity 2020 is a plan to draft a pair of courageous and capable patriots to form a co-presidency with one member from the left and one member from the right. Our plan requires that our candidates agree to govern as a team with the titles of president and vice president determined by a coin flip. This is a draft in the traditional sense of the word instead of partisan candidates lobbying for our votes we are calling upon our draft candidates to step up in service of our nation oh at the so time of writing draft. yeah oh god at the time of writing our candidates do not have an active 2020 campaign i would refuse um, you wouldn't do it if you were drafted <laughs> no. are you kidding me come on man i would now want to be president come on man come on man you ain't black. Uh, and the, and the, uh, the leading uh, team right now is Tulsi Gabbard and Dan Crenshaw. Oh, yeah, Crenshaw. I don't know much about Crenshaw. He's got one eye. Yeah, I know that much. I do know that. He's a Navy SEAL. He's a congressman from Texas. I don't think I would like He's a that, veteran. to be honest. I I mean I know very little about Crenshaw, but just just based off of that, like Tulsi Gabbard already has veteran experience, and mm -hmm. so I mean adding another military person in there, I don't. Really but he's see. a Republican. Yeah. So what? I don't I don't think that Tulsi Gabbard <laughs> is like like a super true Democrat, super like left leaning or like no, incredibly no. far on the left. So. Like getting a Republican that's why she that's would from be the Texas perfect person, veteran, and like all that stuff just seems <laughs> a lot more Republican than she is Democrat. So I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So I feel like they're, it would be her. They're currently in the lead. Yeah. I mean, this nothing's going to come of this. Let's be honest, but uh, <laughs> it's a cool idea. It is. Um, yeah. At least somebody's trying to like come up with something. Yeah. Um. Top six most popular public nominees. So these were nominated 
mm-hmm. um, by over 32,000 people. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Dan Crenshaw, Andrew Yang, Jocko Willink. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Ventura, <laughs> William McRaven. Okay. Jesse the Body Ventura. Wow. You familiar with Jesse Ventura? Not extremely. Well, have you ever seen the movie Predator? I have. Remember the guy with the Gatlin gun? Yep. He like holds it and just mows down the whole jungle with it. Yep. In an attempt to kill the Predator. Um, yep. That is Jesse Ventura. Oh, okay. Great. But he was a... Uh, <laughs> He was a Navy SEAL in Vietnam, and then he became governor of Minnesota, uh, like in the early 2000s, as a, I don't think it was Libertarian Party, it was, it was like independent. Yeah, he just ran as an independent, and he, uh, he went to all like the universities and got basically the young people to come out and vote. And, uh, yeah, did a pretty good job apparently. And, uh, now he's kind of off the grid. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of what you want in a politician. Just go in, you know, put some service in and then be like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not. I mean, he's, I definitely recommend listening to some of his interviews as of late. I mean, he did get into some like, he, he got into some conspiracy stuff, nothing like too wild, but on the verge of being like, all right, this guy's starting to really go down a dark hole here. Um, but speaking of, I did uh, run into a guy today that I had a meeting with uh, who said he's been he's been getting more and more into flat earth theory. Oh yeah. And he's just like, he's just like, I, you know, I just need somebody to like show me the facts that it's not a flat earth and and that's fine. (laughs) And I was like, okay, (laughs) I can't even talk about this. (laughs) I was just like, all right, I don't know what to tell you, man. Just good luck on your journey. There, there are certain discussions that you, you have to, you have to give into that hopelessness that you experience of just like, if this is where the conversation's going, then we're, I'm, I'm not having this discussion. No, it's no, just I too just much. It's too much it. energy. It's like inertia. Yeah. It's like you're, you're trying <laughs> to get the ball rolling in that discussion and you just don't have the energy to get up to speed to be able to be like, all right, tell me why you think this. Let's try and yeah, get, you know, get let this, me hear get your side out. on flat Earth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't care about your side on flat Earth at no. all. No. Uh, but you know, it's not flat. A basketball. Oh, <laughs> NBA what a playoffs! NBA playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the real reason. Yes, for the season. Um, Heat versus Celtics. Go, Kyle. 2-1 in this series right now, and I've actually been keeping a close eye on the Heat. The Heat are uh, 
my God, what a team to watch. Uh, ever since the Bucks series, I've been keeping a very close eye on the Heat, yep. the Miami Heat, um, because they're just such a they're a fun team to watch. They play great together. They're a cast of unlikely uh, people to be in this situation. I think on paper, yeah, because um, you've got Duncan Robinson, who no one thought he would ever make it to the NBA. Looks like he's twelve, <laughs> um, still super skinny. Um, Tyler Hero, rookie. Yeah. I've liked him too. I'll I'll speak more on him in a second. Um, okay. Great, Jimmy Butler, who you know, who's that? We know he's an all star. Uh, he's a great player. Mm. Um, but just you know, I guess looking at him now on the Heat, you can say, man, it, maybe it was he was just on shitty teams before this bad chemistry because. He seems to be the leader of the team, although he can't he can't shoot threes at all. He doesn't have a great shot from three, but he can uh, he makes a lot of really good decisions, and he's one of the best defensive players I've seen mm-hmm. in the playoffs so far. He's got he has a few steals a game at least. Can rebound, super athletic. Bam Adebayo, their center. He's been awesome. Super awesome. Yeah, he's really come alive. Incredible rebounder. He's good for like at least three blocks a game. Um, You know, starting to work on his game a little bit more with his outside shooting. Once he gets that down, he's going to be a problem. Um, Can run up and down the court. Has a big gas tank for a really big guy, um, which comes in handy. And then... Um, you got Dragic, who is their leading scorer and can shoot the lights out, can drive, pretty mm-hmm. much create and pass. I mean, he's just the total package of what you want in a point guard. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's the best in the league, but I mean, he's really putting up a hell of a performance in the playoffs. All those guys are. And they're just a fun team to watch, but. I don't think their depth is really that great. So they kind of have to play like a near perfect game. And they really have been the first two games they did. Like they went down both games and came back Mm. and won by just like hitting big shots and really playing good defense. I think the Celtics now that Gordon Hayward is back, they're a problem now. Yeah, because he's really tough to to guard, and you didn't really plan for him coming back. And obviously, they won the game three, so yeah. it might be a different story now. But I just I'm all in on the Heat. Just I think they'll be great next year too. But Tyler Hero, that guy's unbelievable mm-hmm. to be a rookie and to hit all these big shots and to like he's got at least ten rebounds a game as like a, a shooting guard, yeah. super fast, great decision maker, passer, shooter, just a good all around smart player, only 20 years old, really not scared at all of any situation in the playoffs, like the Eastern finals, like he'll just jack up a shot, like 
Hmm. He's playing around. And uh, the thing about him that really I just – I was watching the – like before game two or something like that, and they announced like the rookie teams of the year. And he was second team rookie of the year. Yeah. And that really <laughs> you were offended. just makes no so – I was – really any basketball list, I'm going to be offended. Oh, yeah. I feel like I just could – I was like, I can't wrap my head around how you're putting this dude num- on the second team. He's the only rookie – I mean, I'm sure there's rookies left in the playoffs, but are they playing? Probably not. Are they playing anywhere near the level that he's playing? No. Yeah. Right now. Maybe – I didn't watch him during the regular season. I know he played the whole year. So I don't know if he's just really coming into form now. And it wasn't as an electrifying as a player as he was in the regular season. I find that hard to believe. Um, but they put a guy on his team, Kendrick Nunn, on the first team. And he hasn't played one minute of the Celtics series. Really? Huh. Yeah. That's and they put Zion on the first team, which if he played the whole year, like I get it. Like John Morant, obviously he was rookie of the year. I get that. That's fine. But even with Zion, that's like, that's just such a, I don't know who votes, but it's just such like a publicity stunt vote, in my opinion. Because it's like, I'm sure he did really well in the games that he did play, but he played about half the games that Tyler Hero played. Hmm. And it's like, what are we doing? Are we are we giving these things out because of how good these guys are or how much money they're bringing in off a shoe deal or something like yeah. that? It's just watch the game and vote based on the numbers and how they're helping their team advance to win games. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what are we doing? Like that I just I was totally sh- shocked, appalled, angered upset confused worried all the adjectives you could have I, I, was, I was all of that and more and much more um but whatever um i just felt like i needed to say that part about the heat and then like the nuggets are a similar team too and that they're just just they just don't give up they went down 3-1 in their last two series came back to win yeah. Um, and jo- Jokic is pretty much ex- establishing himself as the best big man in the league. Oh wow, that's that's a pretty big statement. At least uh, top, at least top three, in my opinion. I could, I could maybe like see true top big three. man. Yeah. Like he can shoot from anywhere. Yeah. It looks like he's going to throw it in the ceiling, but it just, like <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great shot. He's good for pretty much a triple double every game. He's an incredible passer. Oh yeah, um, yeah, he is. And he's got a great post game too. Like he, he, he'll back down Anthony Davis, like nothing. Like he did that a few times last night and mm-hmm. basically willed his team to come back on the Lakers and, 
put him in a chance to really win the game. But then AD made the buzzer beater. I mean, not much you can do about that. But uh, he's really been a guy that has been incredibly eye-opening to me in the playoffs anyway. Just all around, like, unstoppable guy based on his size and his, his skills. And, like, I really, you really see, like, him and Doncic and Dragic. I don't, I think they're all from either Serbia, Croatia, that area. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on in that area that is like <laughs> producing some of these unbelievably talented players? Like, yeah. Those three guys, if they're all on like Croatia, like they could win the gold medal, you know, at the Olympics or something. Yeah, for sure. But uh, because they're all three different positions, you know, but they might, one might be Serbian. I think Dragic might be Sir. I don't know. Either way, let's not get into that history. But, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, NBA playoffs now. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've just been. I've been loving it because of how close it's been. And even when it's not close, usually there's going to be a comeback like the Nuggets have been mm-hmm. doing, the Heat have been doing. It's just been it's just been pretty fun to watch now. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed it as well up to a point. Honestly, I was incredibly, incredibly disappointed that the Clippers didn't advance. Because oh, my I would God. Have been, I would have been a thousand times more interested. I, I really just... It's it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't like the Nuggets. I, I don't really have a strong opinion about them. And you're right. I mean, uh, Murray and uh, Jokic. Jokic and there's like one other. But anyway, like they're they're doing a great job. But the problem is like it's they're doing a great job for who they are. They don't have the firepower. They can't. I just don't think that they yeah. can hold up to the sustain Lakers. it for that long. And I still, no matter what happened with the Clippers, which was an abomination, uh, they still had the firepower to at least make it interesting with the Lakers. And I really don't want the Lakers to win. Like I, I've denounced I the Nucks or the Nucks, the Bucks. I've denounced the Bucks. <laughs> the Canucks. <laughs> I've denounced them too. <laughs> um, I, I've gotten rid of all my like Packers gear and my Bucks gear and all that stuff. So, but Did you burn it? No, I just I just either threw it out or uh, my girlfriend got one of my shirts. But I still the fact that the Nuggets are playing the Lakers is so <laughs> demoralizing. Know, it's, it's just so whole, boring like, to me. Like I just don't yeah. I don't care if they win a game. Like I. I, there's nothing in me that's like, oh yeah, they're gonna win this series, yeah. and that, and then it just makes it seem like it's another cakewalk for the Lakers. They're gonna get to the finals, mm-hmm. and then if they play the Celtics, I they might win four nil. I I really I just don't believe in the Celtics. The Celtics have always like you, they're really good, they're really good, they're really good, and then you push them just a little bit over the edge, and they just fall apart. And that's been the story yeah. for the last like three yeah. years with the Celtics. Yeah, and I will say the Heat are the only team that I think at least has a tiny chance of beating the yeah. Lakers. A tiny chance. They that's, don't. They, they're a team that doesn't get discouraged when they're down by more than ten points. 
Right. You know, they're just going to continue to do what they've been doing. Yeah. And so far it's worked pretty well. But yeah, the Celtics, I could like when they go down big, they kind of fall apart. They and do. the Clippers for sure. Yeah. Went, Even when they're up. They were ahead. They, they, <laughs> they, but they were ahead every single game yeah. by like 15 points at oh, one yeah. point. Yeah. And then the Nuggets start slowly coming back. And then they like tie it going into like the fourth quarter. And it's just like, then they go up by like 15 and it's just over. And it's just like, they're, they're like just watching the game happen in front of them. And they're like, (laughs) Oh no, like it's already written that they're going to blow a three, one lead somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest probably disappointment of the entire playoffs. Not that I was like, rooting for the Clippers in any way, but there's just been that the story that's been built up, you know, Kawhi goes to LA, the other LA and like, are they going to meet in the semifinals and like, who's going to win? And I think the Clippers beat the Lakers at least once in the regular season this year. So you really didn't know. And uh, I don't know what the hell's going on with that team but there must be something with the players that's just they're not getting along i don't know because that just does not make any sense to blow a 3-1 lead like that and to do it in the way they did it is just like so embarrassing oh it it absolutely is yeah it's incredibly embarrassing i so Ultimately, I mean, I think the Lakers obviously have the great, the best chance of winning, like an 85% chance in my book of winning the mm-hmm. whole thing, uh, which is really unfortunate. I, I don't have any animosity towards LeBron James, but I root for against him like nobody's business because yeah. I can't stand LeBron apologists. Um, so it just strengthens their case just like a tiny bit. And then, you know, this whole resurgence of – LeBron James being the GOAT is suddenly going to come back and it's going to irritate the uh, hell out of me because it's 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 just so short-sighted. It's just focusing on his career. It's like not really appreciating all the the people that were before him. There were quite a few that you could make an argument. So, yeah, and and now you your ability to move around from these one-year deals is just like so much easier than it was back then. Yeah, yeah. I feel it's, I feel like there's just no. I mean, that's pretty much every sport now. There's no real like one club man, you know, one club loyalty. That's why it would you be know, so cool soccer, to see the like Celtics that. win or the Heat win or the Nuggets win. That would be so. Oh cool. yeah, yeah. Because that's like a, that's like they built a team not around one guy they're just like what pieces do we want to have to potentially win a championship and like build like a long lasting team that like sticks together and like Mm -hmm. truly loves playing with each other and loves this organization and like wants to stay here no matter what happens yeah yeah right it'd be it'd be because i mean good Go ahead. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, it would be amazing if Jimmy Butler uh, won just because he's such he's such a hard-nosed guy. Like, he just... 
Oh yeah. He puts in tons of work. And I mean, his story is unbelievable. It would be incredible yeah. if without a real like superstar by his side, he was able to defeat the Lakers and win the NBA championship. That would be unbelievable. I, I would be so happy for him. Oh my God. Yeah. I really like him a lot. And, uh, yeah, it'd be great. You know, like I said, it's just a, it's just a fun team to watch. And like, they're the fifth seed in the East, you know, like it's just an underdog story if they can even just get there. Um, but like I said, I think it's just, it's just tough. Like now that Gordon Hayward's back, it's just yeah. going to be a problem. It's a huge problem. Yeah, it is. And then potentially Celtics will move on and then they'll just get stomped. Just get rocked by the Lakers. Yeah. It's going to be so boring. <laughs> it really will be. I mean, this Celtics Heat series now, I mean, you might as well make that your final. Yeah. Because that, that could go to seven. I mean, now it's already gonna at least go to six so yeah i don't know it's nothing the lakers the lakers that shot last night just pretty much killed the nuggets that's yeah that's what i'm afraid of they're up two nil yeah there's no home court advantage so you know that yeah that's not really a factor so it's really just up to who's the better team, and I think everybody would agree that the Lakers just have a better team. Yeah, and the Nuggets know that they even played better than the Lakers, and they still lost. So they're just like, man, this is not like the Clippers, really. Yeah, right. I don't know. Jokic just has to have like perfect games, and so does Murray, but... When you're relying on just two guys to get it done, mm-hmm. that's just tough. With the Heat, they just spread it out so much. The Celtics spread it out. I guess the Lakers kind of do a little bit because they have a lot of guys that can shoot the three. Yeah. And and they have two superstars. They just, exactly. So two you know MVP guys. So yeah. So hopefully. I don't know. Hopefully the Nuggets can at least win one, but we'll see. Yeah, because then the Lakers get a ton of rest too. Like the Heat will go seven games or something like that. And then, you know, then they have to go straight into it. They've been off for a week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's annoying. It's really annoying. I just, I can't. It just sucks because. Oh, I know. They they really screwed everybody. They screwed everybody out. Like I'm I'm happy for the Nuggets, but yeah, the Clippers just they let everybody down. They let the team down. They let themselves down. They let their audience down. And that's the number one rule you don't let your audience down. <laughs> but uh NFL is picking up again. Oh yeah. It's picking up. Tommy well. Tommy V got a win against <laughs> <laughs> against none other than the Carolina against... Panthers. If Alex Teasdale is listening, <laughs> I just want to remind you, uh, 
Just give up the Panthers. It's it's much healthier. I promise. <laughs> it feels good. He texted me after they lost, and he was like, "Fuck the Panthers! They're going two and fourteen this season. They suck as always. Every time they lose, he gets really pissed off." Yeah. Yeah, we might not win a game actually, because McCaffrey got hurt. Yeah. Right. Um, so he'll I mean, be if he's out four weeks, for, I think. Yeah. I mean, if he's out. What? Who do we have? We're basically a college team at that point. <laughs> uh, yes. I remember those days. Yeah. Watching the Panthers when they were that bad in the past. And now they are again. Yep. Luckily, Cam yeah, Newton is struggling. At, I know, I know. We, we had a good decision <laughs> our yeah. organization made by letting him go, huh? Uh-huh. Dead weight. Yeah, dead weight. Could have won at Seattle last night. That he could have easily won, but yep. they called the wrong play. Yeah, at the end, I think. And San Forty uh, ers lost like three of their major players uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. or you know when they played. So, I yeah. think that I think the Seahawks have so far at the beginning of the season. I feel like they have the best shot to win that win it all. Either that I or the Ravens. That. Either that or the Ravens. The Ravens. I still, I do think I'd give the slight edge. Are there, but but that could that be the Super Bowl? Seahawks, Ravens. Uh, Ravens are Ravens. In the NFC. I don't know where the Seahawks are. Hold on, folks. Because uh, I thought Ravens were AFC and Seahawks were NFC, but they you, could I both think, be. I think you're actually right. Um, okay. Let's see. Division. Great. Thank you. That doesn't help at all. Okay. AFC. AFC North is Ravens. Yeah. Okay. Seahawks are NFC. So uh, Seahawks are NFC. Ravens are AFC. So yes, the the Ravens could play the Seahawks. That would be incredible. Wow. Bucks, Seahawks, and then uh, Ravens, Chiefs. Winner of those games. I don't think the Bucks are going to do it, but maybe. I kind of hope so. It'd be a great story. Tom Brady has turned me around. Yeah. Oh well. So you're now a Bucks fan. No, I'm not. A you Bucks got a jersey fan. In, in the mail <laughs> coming to you. I'm not a Bucks fan. Tampa Bay. I'm a no one fan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, they they beat the Panthers. That's really not saying much. No. And then the Saints play the Raiders tonight. Yeah. Monday night. But I really don't know. I can't really call it in the right now because, you know, like I said, it's just too early. But so far, yeah, the Seahawks look pretty good. I mean, Russell Wilson – He's got to be in the MVP race. Oh, yeah. For sure already. And then, like, Lamar is obviously in the in the race. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And then Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray as well. I think he's going to struggle down the line still. Mike Vick reincarnated. Yeah. Although, although I'm not a fan anymore. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had two great games He's, as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, 
He's on a mission right now. Yeah. But when I was a, a Packers fan, that often was the case. <laughs> Have a great regular season, get to the playoffs, and something would happen. Collapse. Yeah, something would happen. If the Packers make it to the Super Bowl, then what? You're still not. Nothing. I'm not. Wow. I'm not jumping okay. on the bandwagon. All right, Lindsey Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, February rolls around. <laughs> Listen here I now. Never circumstances, said. circumstances have changed. <laughs> I really never said. If you look back at the tape, I didn't say it. It's a good thing we're not recording this. <laughs> Suddenly, this episode disappears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Spotify with... took it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another controversy. 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 Unfortunately, with our millions of fans, I'm sure people are, you know, taking records of our, of our shows as well. Oh so. yeah, they're gonna remind you. Yeah, they're gonna remind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, NFL's back. Premier League is back. Yeah, so Zlatan Ibrahimovic the... with uh, was it yep. AC Milan? He scored a touchdown. <laughs> Close. <laughs> he scored two goals um, in the Serie A of Italy. Mm -hmm. um, so just proving that he's still he's still a reliable striker. At I don't know, he's thirties now. Yeah. Absolute legend for AC Milan. Um, but Premier League in England is back and. Um, Gareth Bale is coming back to Tottenham Hotspur, Whoa. the London-based club. Um, he was at Real Madrid for seven years, um, went from Tottenham seven years ago, broke the world record transfer fee, which at that time mm. I think was about $120 million. Pounds. Nothing or euros mm -hmm. um, just to get, just to acquire his services. And uh, now he's back because Zidane and him don't get along at all. And he mm. just really doesn't play him a lot. And uh, Tottenham could certainly use him again if he, if he can still give a few more years of top quality that he's capable of. Yeah. Um, but do you want to guess what he's what his salary is? Gareth Bale, the Welshman, uh, now playing for Tottenham. Well, he's been playing. Just like, what do you think he? What do you think he makes like weekly? Oh, weekly. I mean, because that's how they. Pay I can them. give you. I can give you an annual easy. I. I mean, he's he's been, he's been playing the soccer for a number of years. And he mm -hmm. was pretty good at it, so very he's good. probably Champions his, League winner. He's gotten a one few of the races. greatest goals of all time in the Champions League final. He's gotten a few races, so probably like upwards of like fifty-five thousand dollars a week. No, a year. Oh, okay. Fifty-five thousand a no. week would be absurd. I know. 
It's not quite fifty-five thousand a week, but it is seven hundred and seventy-five thousand a week. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> hold on. Do you have that in like in uh, in total? That's amount? dollars. So pounds, I guess, would be. Wait, that you said you said how much a week? <laughs> seven hundred. And seventy-five thousand dollars every week. Okay, times four what this for man a month. Is getting. So that's three point one million a month. Times how many months are there? Twelve. So he's getting yeah. paid just a little over thirty-seven <laughs> million dollars a year. That's nothing. You imagine just, just one week of work, and then you get a check for that much money. It's absurd. And then Real Madrid have to pay sixty percent of that um, because of how the negotiations like went down. They just want to get him out, right? So that's stunning. It's a wild. Yeah, it's a. It's it's wildly different than like sports here, how they're handled in certain ways. But yeah, it's a lot of money. He he had better <laughs> he had better deliver. <laughs> are you who are you a fan of? Team wise, in the Premier League, who do you fancy? I mean, I've always liked Manchester United in the Premier League because oh. when I started watching, um, it was back when Ronaldo was a young man at Manchester United, and that's really one of the reasons I got so hooked is just watching that team at that time period mm. just really have amazing years. And then... In recent times, they've been not nearly as good as what they once were or what they're normally used to being, but it's been kind of a rebuilding phase mm -hmm. with them now. Um, but yeah, it's just so, there's just so much money now in the Premier League that a lot of different teams are able to acquire a lot of really good players. So it's kind of hard to call like a favorite at the beginning of the year because so much can change within the course of the year. Right. So, and that's why it's so fun and exciting to watch, but that's back. And then I'll let you talk about Stanley cup final because that's going on right now. I don't really know what's happening there. So give us a recap. <laughs> Thanks for, uh, Throw me under the bus there. Uh, so the Hurricanes, Carolina Hurricanes, are out. They're not in. What? They're no longer in the Stanley wow. Cup. We're always in that. Yeah, we are. I... Yep, always in the running. But don't, not there this year. Shocking, Man. shocking news. Anyway, that's what I got for you. <laughs> that's all that matters to me. 
No, I have, I don't keep up with the NHL. I, I think I told myself a few years ago that I might give it a, a give it a whirl to try and mm-hmm. learn the, the National Hockey League, but um, yeah, I just never got around to it. Man. Well, yeah, I sometimes watch, but the only time I watch is in the playoffs. Well. And, uh, and um, yeah, but not this year. Not this year. Uh, this is the w- hockey when, like, hockey was on and when I was in Vegas and the Vegas Knights were oh, still yeah. in it. Yeah. And so there was, like, a lot of people <clears throat> watching, but that was the one sport where I was, like, it just looks so weird with no fans. Hockey does. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It just it's just strange. Um I couldn't get behind it. The the NBA's but, done a pretty good job with that. Like even with no fans. They have. Like they've they've done a pretty good job. Yeah. The virtual fans and then they pump that noise in. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I I like it. Um NFL I guess they pumped in a lot of the noise of the Seattle game because mm-hmm. obviously that's like the noisiest stadium. Yeah. But Cam was like, yeah, it wasn't nearly as loud as like what it can be, you know, mm-hmm. with all mm-hmm. the fans, obviously. Yeah. So, and then some teams are like doing social distancing, like the usual suspects, like, uh, the Jags and the Browns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, people are social distancing for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just don't want to be in the stadium. <laughs> well, those two teams are in the stadium. The fans well, are. Oh, in the, the people are. Oh, snap. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Not like, that. not like jammed together, but like spaced out. But like they <laughs> saw the Browns game on Monday night, and it was like, oh. A lot of people like, you know, yeah. just, I mean, it looked like they were, they were spaced apart and it was very like sparsely populated, but they were definitely there. And then the Jags week one, I mean, people were, <laughs> people were there. They were well, having a good time. That's Florida. That's Florida. That's Cleveland. Yep. Wouldn't expect anything less. From those teams, if you had to say who who are the teams that bring back fans first, I would say the Browns and the Jaguars. <laughs> oh, for the Jaguars for sure. <laughs> I mean, two teams who have never had who, who have I don't know, just they've never had anything to lose. Let's just, we always expect to do terrible. <laughs> Why not? Why not this time? All we care about is money at this point. Yeah, let's have a little bit of fun. Go to the game. <clears throat> Which I didn't really watch a lot of that Browns Bengals game. Shocking. Um, yeah, that is shocking. But I did see some highlights, and Joe Burrow does look like he's going to be a really good quarterback. Yeah. I'd already rather have him than Baker Mayfield. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because Baker Mayfield, you don't know what you're going to get. You might get an amazing game or you might have a game where he's just a complete disaster and throws the ball to the other team four times. Yep. Or Jameis Winston. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. 
But, yep, and then finally to round it out, the U.S. Open Sunday. Tiger got kicked out. He just he missed the cut, as Second they say. Second round. Yep. Oh wow! If you don't hit, if you don't make the cut after uh, after Friday, you're going home with no money. And this is not a tournament where you want to go home because the purse was twelve and a half million dollar. So is he out, or does he still have a shot? He, so no, he he was out. It's, okay. The tournament was Thursday through Sunday. It ended oh, okay. yesterday. I got you. And the first two days, everybody, and if you if your total score at the end of Friday is beneath the cut line, right. you go home. Mm-hmm. And it changes throughout the day based on like the best scores and the lowest scores. Mm-hmm. You kind of want a little middle ground. And a lot of people didn't make the cut. Um, and it was like one of the hardest courses uh, the U S open is always a major tournament in golf. That is extremely hard. They always pick very difficult courses like Pinehurst is a U.S. open course, mm-hmm. um, in North Carolina. And, uh, you want to shoot under par and the winner was six under par and the second place was even par wow. and everybody else was over par. One guy was under par. DeChambeau. Yep. <laughs> The Frenchman, (laughs) the French Canadian. Somehow that guy communicated to me. No, he's American, but he, uh, he's a very, I don't know if you've looked into this guy at all, but he's a very interesting guy. He was a physics major, I think at Stanford. So he implements like mathematics and like physics and geometry into his golf all his clubs are the same length Hmm. and he swings his club the exact same way and like putts in a very like robotic style. Yeah. Um, and he's very unconventional. Like there's never been anybody like this guy. And in the first couple of years he was around, he was like all over the place, like went, like doing really well, doing really bad. Mm -hmm. Like he's kind of got a big, boisterous personality um so he's kind of polarizing figure in golf Mm -hmm. um and then last year he like bulked up and gained like so much muscle and uh he's driving the ball like 350 yards yeah which is which is just outrageous like he leads the the tour in driving yardage and he's pretty accurate as well and uh you should just look up a clip of him dri- like just driving the ball because he like swings it like he's trying to kill someone. <laughs> he like jumps, like almost jumps out of his skin like he swings oh, wow. it so hard. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's really looking at it from like a physics perspective and no one has ever done that. Like I hit it with this angle like, who the hell has ever considered that as a golfer, you know, like it's all about touch and feel and like, of course there's wind involved and you want to know the wind speed and the temperature and whatever. But yeah, he's, he's definitely changing 
golf in a way. That's really cool. I'm curious how that turns yeah. out long term. Or if yeah. he starts winning a lot, if the PGA is going to end up trying to change some of the rules. Well, that's exactly what people are saying now. Like, really? Yeah. There's been like articles like, should they change the rules? Or like, is there other rules going to change? <clears throat> I'm just like, he won using a, all everything you guys had. So, yeah. you know, I don't Please know. Please don't do math. <laughs> yeah, this is a gentleman's game. Okay. This is a gentleman's game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'll I'll check him out for sure. Uh for the next episode I was thinking about doing something. Uh every once in a while like on YouTube and stuff, they have these different clips of people that are like in relationships or uh all kinds of different like social interactions that you can find on YouTube that are kind of set up like, Hey, we're going to put you in this room. We're going to ask you these different questions and we kind of want your opinions on different things. And it's people from all around the world. So, and it's really interesting to hear how people answer some of these things. So I'm thinking maybe next week I might try and introduce that uh, and get your opinion on how people react to, to different questions that they're asked and in different situations that they're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd be that. That's a good thing to change it up. I'd be interested in that for sure. Yeah. Well, now that we've got things on like uh, actual video and whatnot, I can actually throw stuff up so that, and the, the audio, I'm hoping that if I like clip things well enough that, you know, we don't get flagged for anything. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think on the podcast it's going to matter, but for the, uh, for the video, uh, I think as long as we're doing commentary, it'll be fine. So if anybody's yeah. gotten to this point in this podcast, uh, <laughs> let us know if you would, you'd be interested in that. I might just give it a shot one next week and see, or one of these weeks and see how it turns out and, uh, we can go from there. Sweet. Yeah. Be looking forward to that. Cool. All right. Well, anything else you want to discuss? Um, just a quick overview of the War of 1812. I think it's a, it's a good reminder. <laughs> Give a brief overview of, you know, the, you know, kind of why it started and how, how, it, <laughs> how the effects are still being felt today. Okay. <laughs> you have the floor. Part one. <laughs> A cold winter's day. 1811. 1811. Oh, man. January. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think we'll say that for next episode. Or you can talk. You can talk for the rest of the. The time. still keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to step out <laughs> <laughs> until next week. Yep. Come back. You're still talking. At this point, February of 1812. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> like Dan Carlin. Yeah, exactly. It's like get an hour in, like now our story begins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now what? that you have background of the background. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Uh, All right. We'll, we'll have him on soon. Yeah, yeah. 
maybe next week we're still figuring out the details on uh, yeah, I'll call his him. schedule and our schedule and whatnot, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, tune in. Yeah, just tune in, whatever. All right, well, uh, until next week. See you guys. See you later. <laughs>